Fuck yeah. It's America's birthday. Let's blow some shit up. America. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ninja Warrior Podcast. It is 4th of July weekend. It is actually July 3rd because 4th of July is on the weekend. So fuck it, I had to do something. Um, I had to start with that song. I really did. Here's why. Um, everybody loves that song and yeah, fucking Merca, Merca woman, yeah. Okay, for one thing, the song was written by a Canadian band, you dumb shits. And if you listen to the lyrics, it's talking shit about American women. American woman, stay away from me. American woman, I don't remember the rest of the lyrics, but fuck it. Yeah, it is so, that song is totally talking shit about America, but so many fucking rednecks are playing it at fucking NASCAR rallies and shit. America. Yeah, listen to the words, you dumb fuck. Anyway, I am totally off rails already. It's like less than two minutes in, and I'm already off the rails. Here's why. Um, I would say that it's been a while since I've done a show. But when is it not? Honestly, like I do shows like once every six weeks because here's how my brain works. I'll put out a show and be like, that show was fun. That was cool. Okay. And then I'll just go about living my life and totally forget. Oh, dude, you should probably do another show next week, you know, because uh, you got this many downloads. You kind of want to keep those people. Yeah. Um, As you can tell, I'm a horrible employee. That's that's pretty much I mean, you can see my work ethic. So, yeah, had the show with RJ and fucking had so much fun with RJ. And then we had two wrestling pay-per-views. And the reason I didn't do another show with RJ was because I forgot to ask him. Yeah, it's pretty much. So, RJ, if you're wondering, like, yeah, bro, that's what happened. My fucking ADD set in and I forgot to ask you. So, yeah, that's what happened. But since I've been gone, did I just turn to Kelly Clarkson? Hold on. Anyway, since I've been gone, there's been a lot of shit. A lot of shit has hit the fan. And it actually begs the question, why haven't you done a show about all this shit? Because now you're going to crank out a fucking two-hour show on all the shit that we missed. And so let's jump in. Uh, Do we want to talk about the Titanic fuckwits? Yes, let's do that. Since I've done my last show, we had five disgustingly rich dumb shits decide that they're going to pay a quarter million dollars each to dive two and a half miles to the ocean floor to see the fucking Titanic. Let's, let's encapsulate this. Encapsulate this. It's one o'clock in the morning, folks. Give me, you know, give me some slack here. Let's encapsulate this a little bit. You are going to spend money to go into the ocean and see the shipwreck of other people that paid money who went into the ocean and died. Let's start there. Okay. Now, on top of that, I will say this. At least the Titanic was made out of some kind of steel. Okay? These dumb shits went in a sub made of fiberglass. Now, they're going to church it up and say, Greg, it wasn't fiberglass. It was carbon fiber. Which is a heavy-duty fiberglass, you dumb shits. Okay? if, If you live anywhere near water, If there's a harbor or a marina, go check out what a lot of those boats are made out of. The boats are made out of fiberglass, 
Okay, you know why? Because fiberglass does a really good fucking job on top of the water. That's where fiberglass is meant to be. It's supposed to be on top of the water. Now, fiberglass should never go under the water on purpose. That fiberglasses can go underwater, but like it's not going to end well. These dumb shits went into a submarine made of fiberglass. Gets better. Gets better. The whole sub was controlled by a Logitech PlayStation controller. That's a thing. Have you ever seen a Logitech PlayStation controller anywhere but eBay or the discount rack at Best Buy? You know why? Because they're shit fucking controllers. That's why. I've, I've, I'm not much of a gamer, but I've played Logitech shit enough to be like, this is dog shit. This is, no, this is fucking horrible. They wagered their lives on a knockoff brand <laughs> game controller. <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm laughing that they died, but this is like the guy that peed on the electric fence. Like, you had to see this coming. And yeah, that's a thing. Look it up. Darwin Awards. So these dumb shits went in a submarine made out of fiberglass controlled by a knockoff uh, PlayStation controller. And they didn't think they were going to die. Like, this is the kind of shit I have not seen this level of dumb fuckery since I read the article about the redneck out here in Mojave who decided to prove that the Earth was flat by building his own steam-powered rocket. He then launches it 1,800 feet in the air and fucking Wiley Coyote'd himself. That, it, it, it's the same level of dumb fuckery, and I'm not going to lie, I laughed hysterically both times. All right? My question is, does James Cameron make a movie about these fucks in 20 years? Is that what's going to happen? Like, are we like, is, is Kate Winslet's daughter going to somehow be in the mix on this shit or what? I, anyway. Yeah. Like if there would have been a news article that should have caused me to do another show, that's it. That should have been it. So yeah, that that's the, that's the, the new crew of the SS Minnow 2023. Yeah, that was them in geek news. Geek News is, well, let's face it, Geek News is my bread and butter. We have a new Superman. We have a brand new Superman, and he is David Cornsweat. Yes, that is, that. I think that's how you pronounce the name. That's how it's spelled. So, David Cornsweat. And if you're not familiar with him, but neither am I. I have no idea who this dude is. I've never heard of him, and I'm not going to Google him, because I'm lazy. But, it does give me hope, and here's why. This was established a long time ago. Marvel has had great success casting well-known actors in their lead roles. DC and Warner Brothers have had done the exact opposite, and it's been great. They have cast unknown or lesser-known actors to do their title characters. Think about this. Who was Christian Bale before he did Batman? He was just some British dude who yelled at people on the set. That, that's, that was it. You might have seen The Machinist. Good on you. I have no idea. All right. Who was Henry Cavill before Superman? Like, yeah, I know Cavill did some shit, but it wasn't like they just pulled him out of a fucking college drama class and, hey, dude, you're the Man of Steel. No. 
he wasn't an A-lister. Gail Gadot, same thing. Gail Gadot, not an A-lister before she was Wonder Woman. As a matter of fact, Ben Affleck is the most well-known guy they've cast ever. Think about that. Ben Affleck was the most famous person Warner Brothers or DC ever cast for a lead role. I know it's going to be some asshole be like, bro, Kevin Costner was it? Fuck you and your Kevin Costner. Shut up. Yes, I know Kevin Costner was in the DCU. All right. I'm talking about for a lead role. Okay. So the fact that David Cornsweat, I have no idea who this dude is, instills me with hope because they've had a great run of luck casting lesser known actors. However, the Snyder fans are spinning out. They are losing their shit, and I'm loving it. I am. Here's why. Listen, I don't mean to laugh at your pain, even though I am. I'm quite freely laughing at your pain. This is how Hollywood works, folks. An actor will take on a role, and he'll stick with the role as long as he can, or as long as he wants to, and then if that role keeps going, they just cast somebody else. All right. There have been 11 people who have played Superman, starting with George Reeves, who proved he was not faster than a speeding bullet. We then had Christopher Reeves. We had Dean Cain. We had Brandon Routh. We had uh, Tom Welling. We have, who's the new dude? Taylor Hitchens? Taylor, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. And we've had Henry Cavill. It's fine. Every one of those Superman Superman? Let's applaud for Superman. Fucking Supermans. All the Supermans. They've been awesome, okay? Folks, Hollywood is not just about the actor, all right? It's not the lead actor who makes or breaks your movie. It's the writing. It's the, it's the, the production. It's the everything. I've lost my train of thought there. Um, fucking head injuries. Um, but it's not... You can't sit here and blame... Ben Affleck for fucking Daredevil because there was a studio and there was a, a director who hated each other. Ben Affleck just took the, took the blame for it. All right. But guess what? You're all loving Affleck now, aren't you? All of you, you bastards. But that's my point. There have been 11 people, 11 men have played Superman and I'm not even counting all of the voice actors who have done it. All right. So for all the Snyder cult members who are now just throwing a temper tantrum on social media, this is fantastic. It is because the absolute shit posting I have seen over the last week is breathtaking. It is. You just have these fucking trolls like that movie's going to suck. Oh, my God. It, this is going to crush DC. This is this is going to end the, the, the Warner Brothers run. They should have brought back, back Cavill. Cavill was the best Superman ever. Like, folks, Cavill didn't want to come back. Get over it. You guys, seriously, this is what this sounds like. This sounds like you're all just sulking because that one woman who let you touch her boobs was moving out of town. You're never going to see her again. That's what this sounds like. All right. You sound like petulant fucking children just throwing a temper tantrum. And guess what? When a child throws a temper tantrum, do you give them what they want? Fuck no. See, here's here's what happens. You little bastards got spoiled. 
you did. Because you think they released the Snyder Cut because you wanted it. No. No, they didn't. They released the Snyder Cut because HBO Max was new. And they thought that if they wrote another $80 million check on top of the $600 million they spent on the first Justice League, if they wrote an $80 million check to let Zack Snyder do his recut, which is fucking stupid because you don't write somebody a check to re-edit a movie. Anyway, I've already done a show on this. It's in the archives. But they gave Snyder another $80 million to do his Snyder cut because they thought that that would cause HBO Max. They thought all you Snyder cult members would just flood to HBO Max and that they would overtake Netflix in subscribers. How'd that work? Because last time I checked, Netflix is still kicking everybody's ass. Even Disney. Like, I think Netflix is still kicking Disney Plus's ass, all right? But the problem is, all you little bastards thought, hey, we threw a temper tantrum and we got the Snyder Cut, so we're going to throw another temper tantrum and we're going to get Henry Cavill back. Nope. <laughs> no, you got David Cornsweat. All right. And here's what's going to happen. You're going to talk shit. You're going to shit post. You're going to review bomb the movie and the movie is going to be great. You know why? Because it has to be. It's Superman. How do you screw up Superman? You would literally have to make Superman a racist, bigoted heroin addict who beats women. Like that's the only way to ruin Superman. Oh my God, folks. You bitched when Brandon Routh left and they cast Cavill. And then you fell in love with Cavill. And now that Cavill's gone, you're bitching about the new guy. And I'm calling it. I'm calling it right now. And if I'm wrong, you guys can come back and call me out on it. The new guy, Corn Sweat, is going to take over. That's such a great name, Corn Sweat. Anyway, the new guy's going to take over. He's going to crush it. And then you guys are going to be like, I knew he was going to be great. I knew the whole time. I knew he was going to be great the whole fucking time. Shut up. Shut up, you little bastards. No. No, you didn't. Folks, this is not that hard. It is not that difficult. Everybody that has played Superman has crushed it. Almost everybody who played Batman crushed it. Looking at you, Clooney. They have changed actors on James Bond. They have changed actors on Jason Voorhees, on Michael Myers. All of the X-Men, with the, with the exception of Hugh Jackman, have been replaced. Guess what? It's been fine. It's been We just had a movie last year called Spider-Man No Way Home, which featured all three actors who have played Spider-Man. And guess what? You guys lost your shit for all three of them. Admit it. You guys realized that every time they recast Spider-Man, it got better. All right? Tobey Maguire, damn good Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield, extremely underrated Super, Sp Superman, Spider-Man. Incredibly underrated Spider-Man, but still great. Tom Holland takes over. Guess what? Awesome. But yet... You guys, the evidence is in front of you, you dumb shits. Every time they recast Spider-Man, it got better. I can't say every time they recast Superman, it got better, but it stayed great. 
calm the fuck down. All right. You know what? If that's my point, because a lot of times I talk without a point. I know it. I, you know it. Let's just let's not pretend I don't do it. My, if my if I the point I'm making here is calm the fuck down and give Corn Sweat a chance to crush it, so all of you can pretend that you were in his corner from day one. Okay, all right. I gotta take a breath there. I got winded. I've <laughs> blown up doing a rant. Anyway, moving on. More geek shit. I went to go see The Flash. Last weekend was my birthday, all right? And I know The Flash came out two weekends ago, but I said, screw it. I'm going to wait for my birthday weekend. I went down to Hollywood. This is going to be a total like side, side quest here, folks. This is a total tangent. I went down to Hollywood for my birthday, and I went to see... Uh, I went for another thing. I went to Beale House, L.A. For those of you who've never been there, Beetle House LA is a Tim Burton themed restaurant, and I've never seen the inside of that bastard. I've had drinks on the patio, but you can't get in without a reservation, and I kept forgetting to make reservations. So I finally saw the inside of the damn place. Awesome. So much fun. The dude that played Beetlejuice, I've never laughed so hard and been terrified at the same time. He was great. Anyway, went down to Beetle House. Went to City Walk uh, Saturday night to see The Flash. This movie was awesome. This movie was great. Now, I don't want to hear all, all of your, bro, I just, I can't support that movie because Ezra Miller, shut up. Yeah, I know Ezra Miller fucked up. Ezra Miller knows he's fucked up. All right? If you have ever complained about the lack of mental health care in this country, you cannot jump on Ezra Miller's shit when he had a fucking breakdown and did some shitty shit to other people. Okay? Yeah. He's pled guilty. He has agreed to pay restitution to all of the victims, and he has agreed to enter mental health treatment. Okay? So, how about we just fucking get off his case? Alright? Now, once we get past that, this movie was great. And keep in mind, I was not a big fan of Ezra Miller before the felonies. Uh, I, I wasn't sold on him playing Barry Allen. I, I wasn't a big fan of his in Justice League. He just seemed very Shia LaBeouf-y. He did. It was just very kind of spastic and just kind of all over the fucking place. Like Shia LaBeouf. He was awesome in this movie. Now, this was a Flashpoint movie. It was absolutely... If you've read Flashpoint the comic, or if you've seen the Flashpoint Paradox, the animated movie they did, that's the story they told. But, and I've been going round and round with all these Snyder fucks uh, on social media for like three weeks, because they're like, why didn't they just make a Flashpoint movie? One word, copyright. Yeah, that, that's, that is a copyrighted story, and you have to pay royalties to the people that created that story. Well, doesn't Warner Brothers own DC? Yeah, they own the Flash. They own the character. They don't own the Flashpoint storyline. All right? That's how copyright works, folks. The artists have copyrighted the work, and they need to be paid royalties if that work is ever reused again. So, here's the loophole. I'll give you the loophole. Do you realize that you can make a Star Wars movie? You can't call it Star Wars, but you can do the exact same plot 
you just got to change it like 30%. And as long as the movie is 30% different, guess what? It's a totally different movie. And any copyright lawyer will tell you that. Just, just change it just a little bit. So that's what they did here. They changed the movie just a little bit. And now guess what? They don't have to pay Brian Azzarello or Eduardo Risi any royalties for this movie. So essentially, they fucked those guys out of their royalties, which sucks. But that's why this wasn't a Flashpoint movie. But it was. So you confused yet? Good. We're going to keep going. And just so we're clear, there's going to be a shit ton of spoilers. So if you have not seen this movie, uh, stop listening here, delete it, go watch the movie, and then re-download because I need the download numbers. Uh, and then come back and listen to this part. So movie starts off, and we're in, basically, we're in a Justice League movie. Because uh, Alfred contacts Flash, says, hey, I've got this job over here that they need you. Flash says, well, where the fuck is Batman. Alfred goes, well, Batman is chasing these bank robbers in the daytime, which right there, I know it's a nitpick, but Batman's doing some shit in the daytime. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, like I said, it's a nitpick, but anyway. So we've explained why Flash has to do, why Alfred's contacting Flash to do this thing that Batman should be doing. And then Flash says, what about Wonder Woman? Alfred goes, well, she's busy. So apparently Alfred is ground control for the entire Justice League. He's directing traffic and sending this person over here and that person over there and um, begs the question, where the fuck was Superman? I, I don't remember. Uh, I had been drinking by this point, folks. So if, if the recap has some gaps in it, uh, it was because I was enjoying a few iced teas from Long Long Island. Yeah, that happened. But so anyway, Alfred sends Flash over to this hospital that is going to collapse. Like a bomb went off in the, in the basement and it's about to collapse and the fucking thing collapses. Flash shows up to be too late. And as the building collapses, you have this nurse in the maternity wing who falls out of the building with like six babies and a seeing eye dog. Like I, that happened seriously. And Flash realizes, Oh, they're screwed. I know. So Flash runs fast enough to turn back time like seven minutes and he's able to save the nurse, save the babies and the special needs dog. Cool. And that's when he gets the idea. Wait, if I can turn time back to save the nurse, the babies and the dog. And if I turned the time back at the end of the Snyder cut, cause you didn't do that shit in the other justice league. We, we turned time back in the Snyder cut. Why don't I just turn time back? 20 years go back and save my mom which is the premise of flashpoint so i said it's a flashpoint movie folks so that's what he does he runs back in time turns the clock back 20 years saves his mom from being murdered which prevents his dad from going to prison and life is hunky-dory and and everything's great for barry allen right fuck no what he does is he completely screws up the timeline and he Superman never got to Earth. Supergirl is kept in some Siberian fucking prison inside a giant uh, magic gate ball. Batman is Ben Affleck is no longer Batman. It's Michael Keaton. You've seen the trailers. You know how this movie goes. But here's the part that the trailers didn't get into and I loved was that since Barry Allen's uh, mom 
was no was was she wasn't murdered and dad didn't go to prison for it. Barry Allen just kind of fucked around in life. Barry Allen, this is a typical time travel fuck up, folks. This is some beginner shit. Barry Allen removed the motivating factor that turned him into the Flash. So what happened was he grew up to be a fuck up. He took everything for granted and he never became a forensic investigator, which put him in the lab to get hit by the lightning, which connected him to Speed Force. So Barry Allen never becomes a Flash. Which begs the question, how the fuck did he have the powers once... See where I'm going with this? This is some Back to the Future shit. Barry Allen changed something in the past, which should have changed the future, which should have basically screwed himself. He should have had a Marty McFly moment where he starts fading going, oh shit, wait, hold on. But at least they explained it to the point where they said, all right, he realizes old Barry has to make sure that young Barry gets hit by the lightning bolt so that he gets the speed force so that I don't fuck myself and just fade out of existence. So he sets up an experiment, douses young Barry in all the chemicals and waits to get hit by lightning. The experiment gets totally screwed up. The lightning bolt hits both young and old Barry and the speed force is basically transferred from old Barry to young Barry. And let's face it, young Barry, kind of a douchebag. He's really obnoxious. Think about if any of us met ourselves 15 years ago, how much you'd want to smack that bastard. Well, that's what's happening to Barry Allen. And so not only does old Barry want to smack the shit out of young Barry, old Barry realizes, oh shit, I don't have my powers anymore. This D-bag has them. We're screwed. And they start tearing through, you know, he wants, Barry wants to see how much of the timeline he's changed. He finds out there's no Superman, there's no Wonder Woman, there's no Aquaman. Oh, wait, there's a Batman? Okay, cool. Let's go see Batman, and Batman will help us fix this shit. So they go to Wayne Manor, and they find Ben Affleck is no longer Bruce Wayne, it's Michael Keaton. And I'm not going to lie, Michael Keaton, as soon as they started playing that Danny Elfman Batman 89 theme... My nipples got hard. I was so excited because this was, this was awesome. The return of Michael Keaton as Batman. But the cool thing is you don't recognize him at first. He's an older retired Batman. The dude has like long gray hair. Uh, he, I mean, he's got this beard and he just starts kicking the crap out of both berries because he doesn't know who these guys are. He's thought he's being attacked. This did an excellent job explaining time travel and multiple uh, timelines, alternate universes, shit like that. It was great. I will never be able to look at spaghetti the same way again. Go see the movie. You'll get the reference. Anyway, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I did. Um, it's not doing well at the box office. It, it made $160 million its first uh, its first weekend. Which is great until you realize the movie cost $200 million to make. Oops. Shit. All right. Anyway, I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. I would definitely go back and see it again. Or I can just wait a month and watch it on HBO Max. Which is what a lot of you bastards are going to do. That's why the movie's not making you money, fuckers. 
So, yeah, go check out The Flash. I thought it was great. And thus ends the geek news. Sort of. Because we had two wrestling pay-per-views since I've been gone. And I'm not going to do my normal match-by-match recap because... Well, covering two wrestling shows, that's easily two hours, and I'm already at 30 minutes. I don't feel like doing a a two-and-a-half-hour podcast, folks. So we're going to do kind of a recap drive-by. First show was the AEW Forbidden Door, and this is your annual uh, joint show by AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Show was great. This show, I had a great time. I thought it was awesome. You had... MJF versus Hitoshi Tanahashi, which was a decent match. Uh, Tanahashi is messed up, folks. Like, his knees, his hips. This dude's going to be in a wheelchair, like, in the next six weeks. I hope not. I feel bad for saying that now. I should edit it out, but no, I am not. I don't have that much class. But Tanahashi's messed up. Tanahashi's been a fucking Japanese legend for years, but he's paying the price for it now. And MJF did a great job of just kind of working around his his limitations. This was a good match. Not a great match, but it was good. Followed up with CM Punk versus Satori Kojima. This was first round of the Owen Hart Cup Tournament. Tournament? Cup? Cup? Yeah, you know what I meant. Anyway, this was damn good. Say what you will about Punk. This fucker is having the time of his life right now. Being, a, being paid to work once a week and wrestle the top talent from New Japan. Oh, he's living his dream right now. You know he is. This match was damn good. This match was so damn good. Punk goes over and fans loved it. Well, show was in Chicago. So yeah, of course the fucking fans loved this match. And here's where we got to start streamlining this because it was a long ass show. Uh, AEW International title, Fatal 4-Way, Orange Cassidy versus Katsuyori Shibata, Daniel Garcia, and Zack Sabre Jr. Fatal 4-Way. These guys beat the shit out of each other. This was great. I to- I've i said it before, I'm not a fan of Fatal 4-Ways. Watching them or being in the damn things, because there's just so much spot calling. You have to. There's no way around it. But these guys, great. These guys were awesome. Follow that up with the IWGP heavyweight title match between Sonata versus Jungle Boy, Jack Perry's kid. Jack Perry? Luke Perry's kid. Jack Perry is Luke Perry's kid. It's 2 o'clock, folks. Not good. (laughs) Not a great match. I mean, it was a good three, four-star match, but this was the IWGP heavyweight title match. Like, how do you put on a four-star heavyweight title match? What the fuck? Uh, Sonata goes over with a moonsault, but the angle was after the match. You've had Hook, you've had Taz's kid in Jack Perry's corner. They've been buddies and they've been tag team partners. And Hook gets in the ring, picks his buddy up, raises his hand like, hey, you know, cheer for this fucker. Yeah. And as they're leaving, they turn, they're going up the ramp. They turn, face the crowd. Hook raises Jungle Boy's hand one more time. And Jungle Boy just levels this bastard with this super snug clothesline. Um, I thought Hook took a sick bump on the ramp. I went back and watched it. Wasn't that bad. Like, it wasn't It wasn't that bad of a bump on the ramp. It looked bad, though. That, I mean, those two worked the shit out of me. The award, MVP award for this angle goes to Taz. 
because Taz's on commentary sees his kid just get leveled and Taz just screams out, holy shit. And was about to, he was about to say what the fuck, but cut himself off. Taz sold the shit out of this angle. He's watching his kid get beat to shit. And, oh, this was great. And what they did, what AEW did, I thought was great, was Tony Schiavone was coming in to take over for Taz anyway. Taz was going to do the first half of the pay-per-view. Schiavone come in and do the back half. They picked this spot to switch him out because it looked like Taz was so distraught over watching his son get his ass kicked, he couldn't finish the broadcast, and so Tony Schiavone had to take over. That's selling, folks. That is selling the audience on the drama of what's going on. Fucking brilliant. Awesome. And then we had a 10-man tag, the Young Bucks, Hangman Adam Page, Eddie Kingston, and Tomohiro Ishii versus the Blackpool Combat Club, Takashida, and Shoto Umino. And I would love to review this match, but uh, my Wi-Fi was dog shit. And this match just kept buffering. I missed about three quarters of this damn thing. And I was not about to rewind it. Because if I missed three quarters of it on the rewatch, I was going to be pissed. Yeah. So as much as I would love to review this match, uh, the Wi-Fi God said, fuck you. We had the AEW women's title match, Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale. It was a match. It, it was decent. It was a decent match. It was a better match than I could have done. That being said, it was just there. Like, nothing spectacular about this match. It was, it was good. Finally, we have Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. Holy shit. This match was fucking great. This match easily match of the night. And I'm going to tell you why in a second. This was, these two guys worked their ass off. Now they just wrestled in Japan a few months ago and everyone said there's no way they're topping that match. Bullshit. They buried that match. That match was that this match was fan fucking tastic. I thought I watched Kenny Omega die. Will Ospreay goes for a Tiger Driver 91. Now, for those of you who have never seen that, do you, rem- do you remember when Triple H made his debut like back in like 92, 93? And he was just trying to figure out how to do the pedigree right. And you've seen, he'd done a pedigree. I mean, you've seen it a hundred times. He hooks, gets the guy down, hooks one arm, hooks the other one, drops to his knees, and just the guy takes a flat face bump. Seen it a million times. Well, back in, uh, back in like 92, 93 when he made his debut, he would get the guy down. He'd hook both arms. He would lift the guy up. So the guy's head is in the sixth position. The guy's feet are in the 12th position. And Hunter would drop the guy right on his head. Yeah, Hunter did that one time. One time, and I think the guy died. I'm not entirely sure. But whoever it was in the back said, yeah, bro, don't do that again. So ever since then, Hunter does the safe uh, pedigree. Will Ospreay did that to Kenny Omega, gets the head down, hooks both arms, lifts Kenny up. So Kenny's head is straight down. His feet are straight up. Will Ospreay drops to his knees and just bounces Kenny Omega off the top of his head. 
I screamed. I fucking screamed because Kenny Omega just took this Christopher Reeves bump off the top. And I'm like, the dude, oh my God. Like, we're going to see Will, we're going to see Kenny Omega in a wheelchair in like two weeks. Holy shit. Dude's apparently fine, but I screamed. Holy shit. Outside of that, this match was fantastic. This was match of the night. Osprey beats Kenny Omega for the IWGP United States title. And I know everyone who watched this pay-per-view was asking, Greg, how could this be match of the night when you had uh, Brian Danielson versus Kazuchiko Okada later on? Because I forgot that match was on the show. Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay was such a good match. I, I thought that was the end of the show, so I stopped watching. Yeah, so I turned the show off with two matches left, and I haven't gone back and watched those matches. I did hear that um, Brian Danielson and Kazuchiko Okada tore the fucking house down to the point where Brian Danielson broke his arm, broke his arm in the match, and then kept going another 10 minutes. Dude went 10 more minutes with a broken forearm like nothing. So, yeah. That's why uh, Omega and Osprey was matched the night because my dumbass turned the show off right there. So yeah, that was AEW Forbidden Door, which brings us to WWE Money in the Bank last night from the O2 Arena in London, England. And you know what, WWE, fuck you. I'm a little pissed off here. Here's why. For 25 years, WWE has had their pay-per-views on Sundays. And the reason they had their pay-per-views on Sundays was because, well, Sundays are always free. There's Other than the Super Bowl, can you name any big event that goes on on Sundays? Didn't want to run on Saturdays because you have college football, you have UFC. Sundays, except for the one Sunday a year where every football fan isn't going to watch wrestling, you pretty much have a run of the place. And next night is Raw, so you can if you can run angles on Sunday that bleed over into Raw's Monday show. Pretty simple, right? Well, for the last, what, six months, all of WWE's pay-per-views have been on Saturday. That's going to fuck with me for at least another year and a half. You, you've conditioned me over the last two and a half decades to be like, Sunday night is pay-per-view night. And now you're doing Saturdays. I'm like, oh, you bastards. And on top of that, this show was from London. So the start time was noon in California as opposed to normal five o'clock. So I'm turning on. I turned on at five o'clock and I'm like, what the fuck is this press conference? What is this? Oh, you bastards. Yeah. So WWE kiss my ass just for that. I'm going to watch AEW collision before I watch money in the bank. You did this to yourself bastards show started off with the men's money in the bank match who was in it i don't know i I didn't take any notes i have no clue um i do know that why do we have to have a ladder bridge spot in every damn ladder match every every time you got to do the ladder bridge spot and you're not even trying to hide it anymore everybody's like ah well here's where we do the ladder bridge All right, and then some dumb shit's going to take a bump on a ladder that is suspended between another ladder and the ropes, and I'm going to watch five years get shaved off this guy's career. Stop. Just fucking stop. 
Damian Priest wins the ladder match. He is your new Mr. Money in the Bank. And for some reason, Damian Priest and every member of the Judgment Day had to come out dressed like a mashup between Mad Max and Monty Python. The folks, these these outfits were ridiculous. All right. Dominic came out. Dominic Mysterio came out with like twin bandoleros full of like, were they were they purple Nerf bullets? What the shit? Like you can't get guns in London. So we got Nerf guns. That's that's all we got. Fuck it. Yeah. Show was chaos. It really was. I will say this. If the show had one bright spot, we're only one match in. But if the show had one bright spot, Logan Paul was hated in this building. For one thing, everyone in London, the fans in London, booed Logan Paul like the guy who infected Freddie Mercury. Like this dude, they wanted him dead. And then the way this match was booked was awesome. Anytime Logan Paul was in the ring, all the other competitors just stomped the living shit out of him. They seriously treated him like he was Daniel Pewter back in 2005. Every time this guy got in the ring, he just got his ass kicked. He'd get back up. He would take some ridiculously huge bump. Like he'd hit a high move. He hit a high spot, but just crash and burn. So he was just the big bump bitch through this entire match. And what I'm loving... Logan's the only one not in on the joke. Like, you can tell WWE has no plans for this fucking guy whatsoever. But Logan Paul thinks he's the next Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's the only one that's not in on the joke, and it's fantastic. Next match, I think. Again, I, I honestly, I took no notes. I'm actually going through my Twitter feed right now because I was live tweeting through the whole show. So I'm like, oh, maybe... I don't know. Maybe, maybe I have notes here. Uh, you had Cody Rhodes versus uh, Dominic Mysterio. I will say this. London WWE fans, there's some sing-along motherfuckers. WWE fans love singing uh, everybody's theme song. And the thing about, I guess, the, the British WWE fans, they actually know Cody Rhodes' whole song. They sung along to the entire song as where American fans only sing along to the whoa, whoa part. You know, whoa, whoa. Yeah, that, that's it. That's all the American fans know. British fans, nope. They learned all the fucking words that shitty song. So anyway, I was actually more entertained watching the fans than I was watching the matches. This match, okay, this match was good. And it was all Cody Rhodes. Dominic, I will say this, Dominic is a heat magnet. Oh my God. That guy, it was just a heat magnet. Has been for like the last year. It's been great. There's, you you cannot take Dominic Mysterio anywhere without him being the most hated person in the building. Ring work? Not quite there yet. <laughs> Not quite there. Cody carried this fucking guy through the match. I'm not going to lie. He, I felt like he carried him. Dom did a lot of stalling. He did a lot of stalling. It reminded me of just a big time house show match. 
he did a lot of stalling, a lot of jumping out of the ring, a lot of running around. They did your typical Rhea Ripley spots where can, can somebody explain to me why it's okay in WWE for a woman to beat the shit out of a guy, but it's not okay for a guy to defend himself against a woman. Please explain that to me. I've never understood. And that's shit they've been doing since China. All right. I understand you don't want like the big show beating the shit out of like Terry Runnels. I get that. Rhea Ripley is a big bitch. That woman is jacked all to shit and she is straight just punching dudes in the face. I think there's a green light for somebody who's haul off and Decker. That's, that's just me. But you had a lot of the Rhea Ripley shit. And finally, Cody just hits his finish and wins. That was it. John Cena showed up. I heard Cena's music and I'm like, the fuck? And Cena comes out and you know what? Respect. I've always had respect for Cena. Cena's been a fucking workhorse for the last 20 years. And I have never said a bad word about his work rate. But I have never put over how much of a genius Cena is. And it just hit me last night. When was the last time we saw Cena? WrestleMania? When was the time we saw him before that? Two years ago? But every time Cena comes back, fucking guy's got a new t-shirt. He's got a new hat, new wristbands. He just has just a grip of new merch. And you know that bastard makes a million dollars royalties on all of that. So think about this. Cena shows up once every two years, has new merch, makes a million dollars in merch alone, and then goes away. And the next time you see that bastard, he's going to have a new shirt, which makes another million dollars. Genius. Absolute genius. But they have not explained what the hell Cena's doing on this show. And Cena just starts working the crowd. He becomes like a super jacked Matt Reif and just starts doing crowd work. And he, okay, here's, I was waiting for it. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Is he doing one more match? Is he competing tonight? What the hell is going on? And then he did it. He said, you know what, folks? I think London deserves a WrestleMania. And I dropped the remote. There it is. There it is. All right. Because I realized what was going on. AEW has sold 65,000 tickets at Wembley Stadium. Hasn't announced a match yet. All AEW has done is said, hey, we're coming to town. We're playing Wembley Stadium. 65,000 tickets have sold. Have not released one match yet. So I'm going to say, just my best guess, when it's all said and done, once they announce the card... I would not be shocked if Wembley Stadium did 75, maybe 80,000 tickets total. Maybe, maybe. We'll see. Maybe I'm completely overestimating, but fuck do I know. That being said, AEW does 65,000 tickets in Wembley Stadium, and all of a sudden, WWE is announcing a WrestleMania in London? Coincidence? Fuck no. WB has not done a pay-per-view in London since like 1993. Remember that SummerSlam? 
Brett beat the, or Davy Boy beat Bret Hart for the Intercontinental title. You had Ric Flair. Was that no, no? That wasn't. That was the WrestleMania before. SummerSlam in London was uh, Brett versus Davy. You had Warrior and Savage versus Flair and um, Razor. I think you had that was the one where Hawk almost killed himself. Because Hawk showed up, it was uh, Legion of Doom versus uh, DiBiase and IRS, and Hawk showed up fucked up beyond repair. Like, dude could barely work the match. The, the other three guys had to work the match around Hawk because Hawk was in the corner just fucking drooling on himself. Yeah, that was the that was the Wembley show. Anyway, that was like 1993. That Holy shit, I was like a sophomore in high school. That was... 30 fucking years ago. Oh my God, I'm old. Son of a bitch. Anyway, yeah, last time WWE was in London was for, for a pay-per-view anyway, was like SummerSlam 93. But now they're bringing WrestleMania, coincidentally, after AEW does Wembley Stadium. Not a fucking coincidence. Don't bullshit me. We have the women's Money in the Bank match. And again, it was a ladder match. And for the second straight ladder match, they have the ladder bridge spot. Do not even try to hide it. It's just like, yep, this is where we set up the ladder bridge. And who took the bump on it? And I thought they died. Was it Zelina Vega? Zelina gave somebody a code red from the top of the ladder on the ladder bridge. And I thought I saw her soul leave her body. I was just like, holy shit. Fucking, oh my God. Like these ladder mat. Can we not, do we not remember Edge lost nine years of his career for doing fucking ladder matches? And we still have workers out there trying to kill themselves. Like, stop. Holy shit. High, highlight of this match was hearing Michael Cole say the word chunkla. Like, I, I cannot do justice to how white he made this sound. I elaborate. Ever since the Puerto Rico show, you had Zelina Vega versus Rhea Ripley and Zelina, Zelina's mom sitting front row. Zelina takes her chancla and throws it. He takes her mom's chancla, throws it at Rhea. I laughed. I laughed hysterically. Anybody who's ever had a Spanish speaking mom has had a a shoe thrown at them. I laughed hysterically ever since then. Zelina Vega has had a chancla in the back of her shorts and usually comes out in her matches and beats the crap out of somebody with them. Never fails to make me laugh. She does it in this match. She takes the chancla out and she starts beating like EO Sky. Again, Michael Cole saying the word chancla. I almost pissed myself. I really did. So for me, that was the highlight of the match. EO Sky wins this match. She is Miss Money in the Bank. It was a ladder match, folks. Which brings us to the main event of the night, the Bloodline Civil War. Oh, for fuck's sake, can we end this already? Like, I get it. You're trying to make the whole Roman... Roman Reigns is already legendary, folks. He's already achieved icon status. Let's not pretend he's not, all right? Problem is, it's really coming up on its expiration date. I kind of feel, because you're just throwing guys at the, you're just throwing people at him. You have been for two years. And it's the same thing. 
I think I've, I've already ranted about this. It has become the new NWO thing, where for the last three years, Roman defends his... Roman is Hollywood Hogan. He's defending his title, he's about to lose his title, and that's when you get a bunch of fucking run-ins, and they save Roman's title. Been watching it for three years now. Alright? But here's the new wrinkle. You now have Jimmy and Jay, the Usos, who have split from Roman and Solo. So now you've got these brothers facing off with this brother and this cousin, and it's the same four guys just working each other. Weren't they complaining about this when the four guys were Sean, Diesel, Hunter, and Razor? Wasn't, wasn't that the complaint? That the clique just wanted to work each other and that was it? Aren't we doing that? With the bloodline, isn't the same? Anyway, so that being said, damn good match. Holy shit, this match was great. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pretend the match was not great. It was awesome. This crowd melted down. They were excited as shit, and in the end, Roman Reigns gets pinned by Jey Uso, and this crowd lost their shit. Like I said, it was a great match, but I'm going to do some more bitching here. Here's what I mean. How is WWE going to shift the narrative on this on, on this match? Case in point. Do you remember when, when they first started talking about Roman Reigns' title run? This record that he's setting. It was back when he was like, he had like 800 days. It was 800 days. Um... You know what? Let's round off. Let's say let's say it was 900. He was right at the 900-day mark. And they talked about Roman Reigns has been the undisputed heavyweight champion for 900 days. And then somebody went, didn't, didn't he just win the title from Brock last year? So, so he's only been undisputed, quote-unquote, champ for 300 days. He had the other title for 600 days before that. So... He's only been, okay, fuck it. We'll just say he's been undefeated for 900 days. Cool, cool, 900 days. Undefeated, 900 days. Then he loses a tag match. It was John Cena and Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns and uh, Sammy Sammy, uh, Zayn. I almost said Sammy Guevara. (laughs) Sammy Zayn. But Sammy Zayn took the pinfall. But Roman lost a match. So the 900-day streak is broken, right? Wrong. Vince comes out and goes, God damn it. Um, he hasn't been pinned or submitted in 900 days. Motherfucker. Okay. So now the record is he hasn't been pinned or submitted in 900 days. All right. Jey Uso pinned him last night. So my question, when I turn on Raw tomorrow night, how the fuck are they going to spin this and still have Roman with his title reign, his undefeated streak, intact. In How are they going to do that? That's that's what I'm curious about. So, that was Money in the Bank. They were both good shows. I thought they were good shows. I'm hearing people say that Money in the Bank was better than uh, Forbidden Door. Um, I still haven't watched all of Forbidden Door, so I don't know. I have no idea. But, yeah, that is everything that's been going on since I last talked to RJ. And again, RJ, if you're listening, sorry, bro. I just forgot to ask if you were available. That's my bad. I'm an asshole. So, 
All right, folks. Um, I'm going to go, but before I do, I want to say that please stay safe. It is 4th of July weekend, so have fun. Please stay safe. And if your neighbor is lighting off illegal fireworks, don't call the cops. Don't call the cops. That's childish. Throw a lit road flare and a water balloon full of gasoline through his bedroom window like an adult. Yeah, fuck that guy. I guarantee you he won't do it next year. So... I am Greg Hernandez, the Ninja Nerd Warrior. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. If you enjoy the show, please like, subscribe, and share it with uh, share it with your friends, share it with your family. Hey, this guy's fucking insane. He says some stupid shit. You should check it out and send it to him. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can find it on Spotify and Amazon Music. Or you can just go to the source and go to ninjanerdwarriorpodcast.com. So, that being said, I will talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. See, totally talking shit about American women. Merka. <laughs>